Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I could not do the show without, Adam Zalouf. Today, uh, when I think of today's guest, the first word I think about is great. Great husband, great father, great son, great friend, and he's running for re-election for the Allegheny County Court of Common Pleas, and he's a great judge. So no pun intended, it is totally my honor to be interviewing and have on our show today Judge, judge Bruce Beamer. Judge, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Claudio. It's a pleasure. All right. Well, before we go on, i got to tell everybody, I've known Judge for now five, six years. I do uh, baseball lessons with his son, Jackson, who is an unbelievable young man, Love, I can't wait for him to, to, to you know, like if we have a five o'clock practice, I can't wait to see him because um, he just loves the game. He's, he listens to you. He looks right through you. I mean, he listens to every word you say. And he has improved so much over the years, not because of me, but because he works so hard. And you have a fine young man there, Judge. Uh, and, and Jody and your, your daughter, you guys have a great family, which we are going to get to. But I had to open up with Jackson. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, old, the only problem is, Claudio, he, he, he buys in so much to everything that you say, rightfully so. He listens to you a lot more than he does to me when it comes to uh, baseball and, and, and really the philosophy that you bring to sports in general and in life. So he, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you working with him. Well, I appreciate it. He, he's the best. And like I said, I really look forward to seeing him all the time. He's a great young man for sure. But, uh, well, Judge, I usually like to start off <clears throat> with asking my guests about their childhood. Tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up and, and what were your goals and dreams? Sure, thanks. I, so I, I grew up actually on the other side of the state, uh, just outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania, in a little town called Clark Summit. And both my parents were lawyers. Uh, in fact, uh, they ended up working together in a in a law firm uh, called Beamer and Beamer, and they focused on cases fighting for people that had been victims of environmental pollution, victims of uh, unscrupulous corporations, and so I really kind of learned early on about the importance of fighting for the the everyday man and woman, and that I kind of took that with me as I was growing up. And in fact, my, my mom ran for judge in that county, which was Lackawanna County, uh, where Scranton is located in 1987. And she, she came up a little bit short. She tried to be the first female judge ever in the history of Lackawanna County. And it wasn't until the late 1990s, I believe, that, that uh, someone actually broke that barrier uh, in Lackawanna County. So I, I sort of learned a a lot about persistence and determination from my parents and uh you know was a was a big uh sports kid growing up uh basketball and football were were certainly my passions i i did play a little baseball as well 
but uh, went to uh, Abington Heights High School, which is, you know, just outside of, of Scranton. And it was really, you know, I had a, I had a, a, a great childhood in the sense that I had two parents that were really role models for me and, uh, you know, really helped, you know, shape and form my desire to, you know, at the end of the day, want to go to law school, really want to help people. And it's kind of what led me into a life of public service, uh, you know, with a number of the jobs I've had. You know, I was very honored that you asked me to attend your swearing in uh, last February. Uh, and I got to meet your dad, which was great. And your mom, unfortunately, had passed. But I noticed you talk about your mom often as I do about my parents. And I still get emotional about speaking about my parents because as I always say a thousand times on this show if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post you know he didn't get there alone and I think you feel the same way tell us a little bit more about your mom and dad their their support of you and maybe a little bit more about your mom because like I said I always appreciated that you really got you know even a little bit deeper uh, about that and uh, appreciate how she was as a mom and everything else sure I you know so my my mom you know, it was really in a, in a lot of ways. And I think I, I kind of grew up with, with this. She was a bit of a trailblazer. She went to law school in, in Washington, D.C. at George Washington University. And when she was there, she was one of three women in a class of 300. And so it's a, it was a very different time. And she came up in, a, in, a, in an era where she really, you know, had to fight and and you know scratch for the kind of equality uh, gender equality in that profession that you know has helped pave the way for a lot of a lot of female attorneys and judges and others in our profession so i i learned a great deal from her about the importance of equality about the importance of treating everybody uh, the same way regardless of their gender or what they look like, anything, uh, you know, along those lines. And I, you know, I really was able to, to take a lot of that to heart. It's probably, you know, in a lot of ways why I gravitated towards uh, Jody, my wife, who is, you know, just, a, you know, an incredibly strong, uh, she's the anchor and the rock to our family. And I, I really feel like that, that that, you know, sort of gravitating towards someone like that uh, really came from how I grew up and, and what I viewed in my in my own household. So my my mom was not only somebody that I looked up to for all of those reasons, but she was a fighter and someone who fought for the little person and was willing to stick up and, and stick her nose in and never back down from anybody, which, as you know, in life. You know, on the athletic field or in a courtroom is a very, very important quality that you you stick by what you know, you stick by your principles, and you're willing uh, to fight for others to do and accomplish something that you know is right. And I, I got a lot of that from my mom and from my dad uh, because that's the way they, they live their lives. It's the way they, they handled their profession. And you know, I was I was extremely fortunate to be shaped and molded in a lot of ways by the way that they treated others and the way that they fought for things that they knew were correct and right. 
Well said. That's great. <clears throat> now, you also played some college basketball, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I did. I played at the University of Scranton, and I was, you, you know, we had some really, really successful uh, teams. Uh, we on the Division Three level. We was we went to the uh, Sweet Sixteen every year. I was there at a minimum. Lost a couple of times in the in the Elite Eight in the Division Three playoffs to the team that eventually won. Uh, the national championship in the early 1990s was the University of Rochester had a very very good team that we we just couldn't get past, uh, but had a had a, 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 a you know played for a, a you know a Hall of Fame level coach on the small college level, uh, Bob Bessoir, who you know won several national championships at the University of Scranton, and you know really had a great experience there was a, a two-time academic all-american which I was always very proud of and uh, it was a, it was a great experience you know being able to sort of play a college sports in your hometown we had a very passionate even for a small college environment a very passionate fan base in Scranton always packed uh the John Long Center which is where we played had a very strong following and it was a it was a really tremendous experience to be able to play small college or smaller college athletics and and you know also be able to focus on you know academic things it was a a great experience for me and i really really enjoyed it it was something that i always look back at fondly and was was glad that i had the opportunity to play intercollegiate athletics i think there's you know something really, really special about the opportunity to do that. You you, you know that as a as a as a coach for a, you know one of the you know the the finest academic institutions in the country and and certainly the you know the creme de la creme here in Western Pennsylvania, Carnegie Mellon. And you know we we've come out and watched you guys play and and the the love and the joy that some of the small smaller level college athletes are able to bring to the to the sport and it's really something that i always remembered and i think it's just a great experience for a lot of uh you know young young men and women to be able to do so i I had a very fond experience being able to do it And, and how far was the school from where you lived oh not more than eight miles probably oh good okay so your parents got to see everything yeah, so it was it was it was nice because a lot of people that had followed me in high school and, you know, they could come to the games and there was, you know, a, a real opportunity for people that I grew up with and their parents and others to sort of follow what was going on. The University of Scranton basketball team, you know, had, had, had a real strong following. In the, in the early 1990s uh, because they'd had a tremendous amount of success and won a national championship in the mid seventies and won another one in the mid eighties and were perennial perennially in the playoffs and, and were always very successful. In fact, my, my senior year, we spent the vast majority of the year ranked number one in the country in division three. And unfortunately, you know, lost, lost uh, three games short of, of winning a national championship, but we, we really had a, had an excellent team, a great bunch of players. And it was, it was just a, a wonderful experience that I wouldn't have traded for anything. 
That's great. That's great to hear. That's something that I always want my players to when down the road for them to say the same thing that you're saying. So, so that's good. And every time you go to the gym, because sometimes we do lessons with Jackson in the gym, if there's a basketball there, you take a shot, you still have a good shot. So <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Thanks. we're going to take, you, you know what? The shot never goes away. It's all of the other stuff. The, the jumping, jump, the, jump, the running, right. the cutting, all right, of the, right. all of that seems to diminish with time. The <laughs> shot you can kind of you can kind of keep, but uh, the rest a, of it it's not a, a jump shot. It's not a jump shot. It's just a shot right now, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Traffic, Pennsylvania. Call Dom at 412-372-3667 and criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And a couple announcements. The Quaker Valley Rotary Club will be hosting its 10th annual Anthony Colosimo golf outing June 11th at Beaver Valley Golf Club. Anthony was a friend of mine who passed away years ago at a young age, uh, terrible, but he was a great guy and, and we all miss him. So make sure you go to the golf outing. Call Scott Zayner, the president of the Rotary at 412-720-0298. And my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's on sale now at my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Barnes and & Noble in Robinson Township and the Swickley Penguin Bookstore. Um, we will be right back with Judge Bruce Beamer. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad, and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Judge, you've done so many things uh, work-wise and some big um, uh, big things. I mean, I'm trying to find the word uh, to, to, to explain it, but uh, you were you were the attorney general of Pennsylvania. I mean, some high profile. That's the word I'm looking for. Very high profile jobs. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your work. Sure. Uh, so I, you know, I started my my career as a, a an assistant district attorney in Allegheny County, and I and I did that job for a little over twelve years, and it, it was a it was a great place to start 
my legal career because I was able to be in the courtroom a lot, trying cases. I, I focused primarily for the last eight or nine years that I was in that office on uh, trying homicide and and other violent felony cases, and it, it gave me a you know a, a great deal of experience in the courtroom. And you know, as everybody knows, it's it, it, it is a very interesting area, you know, tri- criminal trial work. It's something that's, it's the subject of a lot of television shows. I'm sure right. you can turn on, you know, just about, a, you know, any night on TV, you can probably see, you know, a show that's, you know, whether it's a CSI or Law and Order or all the other types of shows that focus on criminal investigations and prosecutions. It's a, it's an interesting area. It's an area a lot of people are interested in, and I really found it fascinating, and it was a great, you know, time for me to learn how to become a trial lawyer and learn how to, you know, to to handle cases. And, you know, I was fortunate that I ended up handling a lot of the higher profile trials back in, you know, I'd say from about 2005 to about 2011 or 12. Um, I... I did. I was in private practice for a for a short period of time, but I ended up ultimately uh, back in public uh, life, working at the attorney general's office, and that was in 2011, at the end of 2011, and ended up the first deputy attorney general, which is you know the number two behind underneath the elected official, and on. You, you know, you're, you're running a large office. The attorney general's office is a large office that's got, you know, eight or 900 employees, 15 or 16 offices across the state. They handle all sorts of matters from complex criminal investigations to, you know, civil, defending the all of the state agencies in civil cases, doing consumer protection. You know, it's just the attorney general's office is involved in a lot of, a lot of matters. Sure. And I was really really fortunate to to run an office filled with dedicated, wonderful professionals. And then in uh, 2016, uh, my or 2015, the, the then attorney general was indicted uh, on some criminal charges and ultimately, uh, following a trial, was convicted and ended up resigning from office. Uh, by that time, I had left. Uh, the attorney general's office and taken the job as inspector general of Pennsylvania, working under the governor. The job of the inspector general is to basically be the watchdog for state government programs and agencies and to root out waste, fraud, and abuse in state government. I was only there about a month uh, when the attorney general resigned from office and the governor came to me along with the members of the state senate and asked me if I would take the position of attorney general and i was nominated in i believe it was august of 2016 and filled out that term uh, after i was confirmed by the senate as attorney general of pennsylvania and it was a really it was a really interesting time we we had a, you know had to repair some of the damage that had been done in the office from sort of the scandal surrounding the arrest and conviction of the previous attorney general and I had I was overseeing a lot of the things surrounding the November 2016 presidential election here in Pennsylvania 
as the attorney general. And so there was there was a lot going on uh, during that time. Uh, but when I when I completed my term in early 2017, I went back to being inspector general. And then in in uh, late 2019, the governor nominated me for this open judicial position. And I've been on the on the bench since uh, early 2020. So a little little bit over a year now. My time on the bench, like uh, everybody's over the last year, has been a little different than I might have otherwise expected because we've had to make all these, ad, you know, adaptations surrounding sure. COVID and the and the pandemic. So it's been it's been an interesting experience over the last year for sure. Uh, but it's 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 really I, I've been very fortunate in my in my career to have done some interesting and and, and jobs and and had some interesting things to do. So that's sure. Sure. And and you've earned them all. And and before we go on to talk about your reelection uh, for judge, you, you mentioned your wife Jody. We talked about Jackson, but uh, talk about your entire family, your your wife and your two kids, and the wonderful family. I, I mean that with all my heart. I. Uh, Jody is the best. I enjoy talking to her. Always a smile on her face. Um, she she brightens up everyone's day when she she meets them. And and uh, so tell us a little bit about again your wife and kids. Sure. Well, I've I've you know as I as I said earlier, I've been a, a bit, I was incredibly fortunate to meet my wife Jody, who is just the the love of my life, and she's she's beautiful and intelligent, and you know she. She had to keep the family together when I was attorney general and inspector general, and I was traveling to Harrisburg on a regular basis. And the the things that she had to do working full time and you know doing all the things that that you have to do for the activities for the kids while I was away, and always, as you said, you said it best, always with a smile on her face, never complained. Uh, and was always put her family first. And so I can't tell you how incredibly fortunate uh, I have been. You know, none of my, the success that I have enjoyed professionally would have been possible without Jody and without uh, everything that she has done uh, in supporting me and, and being just an incredible wife and mother for our family. Uh, you already, you've already mentioned Jackson, who is he's now 14. <laughs> Crazy. And in eighth grade, yeah. uh, and just loves loves sports, uh, and you know it's it's all ice hockey and baseball and track all the time. I mean, he's just always doing something. And uh, real quick very- about Jackson, he, he will. Sorry to interrupt you, but he'll he'll tell me about a game. He said, "Coach, it was." He calls me Coach Claudio. Coach Claudio, it was a full count. And he throws a fastball on the outside half of the plate. I mean, he's very specific. I hit a ball on the end of my bat and it went past this. I mean, he's a riot. He knows. I don't remember those things about my games. I really don't. I mean, Jackson remembers the count, the type of pitch, where it was located. I mean, he is he's the best. But I had to throw that in. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and, and he's a he's a yeah he's a very detailed kid, and but he's also he's a, he's a he's a wonderful. Kid. And I, I've been sure incredibly is. fortunate because both Jackson and my my daughter Jordan, who's eleven, yeah. who's also quite an athlete, and right. they're they're just they're just great kids. Uh, and I, I I really I always tell I always tell Jackson and Jordan that you know I love them dearly with all of my heart, but I actually genuinely like them too, and it's <laughs> so much fun. 
to be around them and to spend time with them. You know, it was one of the, it was one of the, the, the most interesting uh, things about, particularly about the shutdown last year in, in March, April, and May, where, where everybody was home, you know, and closed in, you know, for a lot of people, I think it, it, it felt like very cloistered for me. It was just a, it was, it was so nice because I spent so much time on the road in my professional career to just spend three months with my family all day, every day. It was, it was, it was a, it was almost a, really a blessing in a lot of ways. Uh, and I thought, I thought it felt like it brought our family closer together and it, it was, it's really been great, uh, for me, you know, since I've, I've been on, on the bench cause I've been home all, all the time in the evenings. And that's really been nice. You know, you, you mentioned that a couple of things. We go to our commercial break. You said about being closer. I read somewhere that only 13% of people say that since the pandemic hit, that their families are closer. And, and I thought that was sad. Um, you know, I was, I'm very close with my wife and daughter as well. And I think we got even closer. As a matter of fact, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. And um, so I tried to, you know, you, you make uh, what lemonade out of lemons, you know, you, you, you this happened, so you try to spend that much more time with your family. And then I got to tell you something about Jody and Jackson. One time during a lesson, it was probably like the first lesson that we were together, and Jackson had his elbow up. And I said, Jackson, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah, Coach Claudio, what? I said, do you like your elbow up? He says, no, I don't. And, you know, I'm very critical about a lot of hitting coaches and they make you do this and do that. And I said, Jackson – if you don't like doing it, don't do it. Who told you to do this? Because it's absolutely crazy to put your elbow up. And he said, my mom did. <laughs> I said, your mom did. And then she jumps up. She said, coach, and well, my brother told me to do it because he heard somebody do it. And I said, I was just so funny because Jackson threw her under the bus real quick. He says, my mom told me to do it. I don't want to do it, but she told me to do it. I said, well, that's because she heard so many people saying the same thing. Your your mom's telling you for the right reasons. Your uncle's telling you for the right reasons. But it was so funny that uh, the, the way he and, said and that. I always, as I always tell Jackson and Jordan, the night the nice thing is it, it, it is always nobody is a bigger fan of those two than their mom, and so oh, yeah. nobody yeah. nobody lives or lives or, or breathes or or uh, you know gets so. Um, invested in their success and then she does and it's it's nice to have somebody that really cares that much she is the best love jody for sure and i i appreciate you guys coming to the games and glad you guys got to meet my family a couple times as well but um and hopefully you know if we play in the fall you guys will be there again jackson's been my bad boy i think his record is something like three and one um, which isn't too bad. If we lose another one, we're it, gonna have to talk about him. Still, coming. It, still, it still bothers. It still bothers him that that they lost the one game he was there. So. It was at the Washington Wild Things Field, and we, yes. we, we didn't do too well at all. Yeah, and I think he he saw a different side of me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, well, we're gonna take another quick commercial break here from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Dom at 412-372-3667. And criminal defense attorney Eric jackson Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And the Quaker Valley uh, Rotary Club is hosting the 10th annual Anthony Colosimo, or Colosimo, I'm sorry, uh, golf outing June 11th at Beaver Valley 
Golf Club. Call Scott Zayner, the president of the Rotary Club, at 412-720-0298. And my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. Check it out on my website. There's other spots, but uh, check it out on my website. We're right back with Judge Bruce Beamer. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad, and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Okay, Judge, I was, as I said, and really no pun intended, I was so honored to be invited to your swearing-in in in February. You have no idea. Uh, I thank you again for thinking so much of me to to have me uh, be there, and I got to meet your dad, as I said. and um, It was just a real special moment for me, but how did it feel for you? I mean, do you remember what happened or was it just spinning right by you? Um, how did that whole moment make you feel? Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. A couple, couple of observations about it. Uh, the, the first is it, it, it really was an, a moment in time. It was the very end of February and I always think to myself, we, we held the ceremony. There's a, a really large courtroom in the city county building downtown where we held it. Uh, there was, what, uh, probably 40 judges that, right. that attended. There were uh, hundreds of people. Uh, that, in fact, they had to have two spillover rooms because they, they, the courtroom, even though the courtroom holds, holds 250 people, there wasn't enough room. So I was really honored to have so many you know, friends and family attend, uh, yourself included. But one of the interesting things about it, it was really one of the last times that there was a large gathering in, yeah. in you know, locally, uh, because within a couple of weeks, you know, the, the shutdown happened. And so it was a, it was a really interesting moment in time, but a, a couple of things that I really, really stood out for me, that were, were really quite special. The the first was having my daughter's uh, chorus group from school come in and sing during yeah. the, you know, sing a couple of songs during the uh, ceremony. That really meant a great deal to me to have her, you know, chorus group from school come in and sing. It was just something that I'll always remember the smile on her face 
and the fact that they were all there, uh, it really was, it was a, that was a very, very special moment. And then of course, having, having my, you know, having Jody and the kids and my dad all sitting there while I was, you know, had this honor bestowed upon me of being sworn in, you know, to serve as a, as a judge was really something that I'll never forget. And the other thing I I thought that was really special was our, our current attorney general, Josh Shapiro, who replaced me when he was elected uh, in November of 2016, he came and spoke as sort of the keynote speaker. And, And he, he said some things about the way, the employees at that office still felt about about me and my leadership, uh, you know, during a difficult time for that office. That really, it meant a lot uh, that that he came and spoke, and that he, you know, he noted that, you know, I I, I had it. I did seem to have an impact on the office and the people that work there, even though my tenure was brief uh, as attorney general, and so that that was really, you know, something kind of special that I'll, I'll always remember. And of course, having my, having my kids and and my wife and my dad stand up and hold the Bible while I was sworn in, yeah, just something, something you'll never really forget, you know? That That's for sure. Now I, I tried to soak it in myself and kind of put myself in your shoes and it, it was just great. And I was so happy for you and your family. I was really happy for your dad too. Uh, I just thought it was very special. But, um, you know, something that I've asked, I've asked Jerry Cooney this, I've asked Mario Andretti this, I've, I asked them whenever you walk into your room, your trophy room, and you look at all the awards and all the accomplishments, um, you know, what, what do you think? I mean, do you say to yourself, wow, look how far I've come. When you look at all the jobs that you've done, all the accomplishments, all the awards that you've won, when you're by yourself, what, what comes to your mind? You know, it's a it's a it's a great question, and you, you know the, the the interesting thing about it is I've I have held you know some of higher positions in our in our state government here in Pennsylvania. I've been extraordinarily fortunate, and it's it's funny that a lot of what I what I look back at with like such fondness from those times is not the you know, specific case or the, the award that I, that I was given by this organization or that organization, it was the relationship that I built, the, the people that I became close with in those offices that I, you know, would know, would know their names. I would know about their families and, and, and really form deep personal friendships that I believe are long lasting and that will, I will have a lifetime. I'm still, extraordinarily close with the security uh, agents that I had that were responsible for my security. They're like family. And, and, you know, I feel that way about so many of the, you know, the, the upper management staff that I worked with, but also a lot of the agents in the out that were out working in the field, those kinds of relationships that I built are, are something that lasts a lifetime. And, and I, I think you're, to me are every bit as important as the title that I held or every bit as important as, you know, anything that I accomplished uh, while I was there. That's well said. Very nice. Now, again, your reelection, tell us everything you want us to know about it. Uh, contact information, how people can help obviously vote. When is the vote? 
Uh, just just tell us about that. Sure. So the vote the vote is is the primary is on May 18th, uh, Tuesday, May 18th, and it's you know people may you know also can request mail in. Uh, balloting in Pennsylvania, and you'll probably receive a, a mail-in ballot if you've requested one around April 20th or so. Uh, because I'm a judicial candidate, I'm cross-filed on both the Democratic and Republican uh, tickets. Uh, so you can find me, whether you're a registered Democrat or a registered Republican, you'll be able to find me on um, on your ballot. But there is it's a really historic opportunity here in Allegheny County because it's the largest number of open judicial seats in, I think, at least in the last 30 years. There's nine vacancies. There's 42 total judicial uh, seats, but nine vacancies this year. So as a result, there are, I think there's 39 candidates. So it, it, it's going to be an overwhelming uh, thing for a lot of voters, uh, but I'm one of only two current judges running to 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 retain my seat. But what I, what I would like people to understand is, um, I was the first judge in well over a decade elected or appointed to be sent directly to the criminal division, and I think that was reflective of the. Uh, sort of the belief in the court system and that the Supreme Court had that I was able to do, step in and do do a difficult job right away, which is handle, you know, a criminal division docket. And uh, I, I think it's indicative of the belief that the, you know, the other judges have in my ability to, you know, to step in and handle that based on my experience. I'm highly recommended by the Allegheny County Bar Association, which is the highest recommendation you can have. I think that's that's a very important thing uh, for voters to consider who has the experience and the credentials to, you know, to do the job. Uh, anybody can find us on our website at www.keepjudgebeamer.com. Uh, we're always looking for folks. If you, if you want to put out a yard sign, if you want to make phone calls if you want to donate i mean it's all it's all there uh obviously it's a you know very important to have you know as much support as we can on the we're number three on the democratic ballot so you see our our name third and we're actually i think last on the republican number 28 i believe on the republican side so uh but it, it's a you know, there's a, there's a lot of people running, so it, it can be difficult for, for everybody to sort of figure out, uh, you know, what do I do with all these different choices? But I, I ask, you know, would humbly ask people to consider, you know, my background and experience. And if you know somebody that works in the criminal uh, division, whether it's a lawyer or an employee, ask them what they think about the experience being in my courtroom or dealing with me because I'm, I'm highly confident that people uh, think that I am a fair, impartial judge that treats everybody the same way, uh, regardless of any, any circumstance and that I'm all about creating a level playing field for everybody who comes in front of me and giving them an opportunity, a fair opportunity to make their case in court. That's what judges, that's, that's what judges need to do. Um, and that's what I try and strive to do every day.
and, and you certainly do do that. And we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we'll also get to get a chance to do your website one more time. But we also have something here called the Eric Jackson Lurie Final Word. Uh, Eric Jackson Lurie, criminal defense attorney with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Okay, Judge, a couple quick questions, a couple quick answers. Favorite athlete of all time? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a, that's a toughie, but I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with favorite athlete of all time. I, I, I think, I think I have to go with Jack Lambert. Wow. Okay. All right. That's, that's a good one. That's a good name to pick for sure. Favorite book. Uh, to kill a mockingbird. Okay. Favorite musician or musicians. Mm, uh, I, I'm probably, I'm probably probably dating dating myself a little bit a bit going back but i would say the eagles very good group very good group live i've never attended one of their concerts but seeing them on tv they're excellent excellent live are you more nervous doing your job or watching jackson or your daughter jordan play (laughs) Uh, much much more nervous of anything that involves my kids most memorable game that you've witnessed in person any sport the, mo- the most memorable game I witnessed in person was the 1987 Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Boston Celtics, Detroit Pistons, yeah. Game Five. That's the game where Larry Bird stole the inbound pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was that was probably the most memorable uh, in person sporting event, simply because of how it ended and what it meant. Right. Two more, uh, three more, real quick. Um, who have you always wanted to meet that you met and who did you always want to meet that you still haven't met yet? Ask me that one more time. Who, who have you wanted to meet all your life that you did meet? Like I always wanted to meet, I wanted to meet a lot of guys, but let's say I wanted to meet Joe Namath and I got to meet him. Who did you want to meet that you did get to meet? Joe Biden. And who did you want to meet that you haven't met yet that you would like to meet? Barack Obama. Okay. And this is a tough one now. So get ready. Who is your favorite all-time baseball coach? Uh, well, you know what? Guy, yeah. guy Go ahead. from CMU. <laughs> okay. Audio phone. <laughs> I was hoping you'd answer that a little quicker. Jackson would have answered it a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, I tell you what, I, I mean this all in my heart. You are the best, and, and people really should vote you, for you because you are a wonderful person. I meant what I said at the opening. Great father, great husband, great friend, great son, and a, and a great judge. And uh, I wanted people to know you, and and I got to know you a little bit better. And um, like I said, I would have never asked you to be on. I, I, I'm just very honest. I, I either like somebody or I don't. You're, you're great people, great family. I have nothing but fantastic things to say about you guys and uh, wish you all the best. And again, people should run through to, to the voting booths and vote for you because uh, knowing that you're there representing them, this, this County, there's nobody better. And, um, and I wish you all the luck in the world in everything. And I wish your family all the luck and success and uh, just appreciate you more than you guys know. Thanks. I, I feel the same way. It was, a, it was an honor to be on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'll, I'll give it one more plug, www.keepjudgebeamer.com. That's B-E-E-M-E-R.com. Correct. 
Yeah, right. Like BMW, it. right? There, that's right. There you go. All right, Judge. Well, thank you so much. Tell everybody hello, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much. See you, Choir. Right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. Uh, that was great, uh, Judge Beamer. I, I knew he was going to be great. And I, as I said, I wanted you guys to know the, the person that I know. And uh, he's a wonderful person. And uh, definitely get out and vote for him. Uh, I would appreciate that. Um, as always, want to thank Rick Mitchell and Adam Zalouf. Adam's the best. And uh, uh, again, couldn't do the show without Adam, the best producer out there by far, by far. Uh, thank Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Don at 412-372-3667. And criminal defense attorney Eric jackson Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Listen to the show on ClaudioRelsano.com, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, get my book at Barnes & Noble at Robinson Township, BarnesNoble.com, my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com. appreciate David Andron, the owner of that company and the publishing company. Uh, and as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com. I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson-Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson-Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you.